All right, so we are back with Bruce Frazier of Wyckoff Associates, wyckoffassociates.net. And um, I will put links into the show notes and everything, or Wyckoff Analytics. I'm sorry, I keep saying Wyckoff Associates, wyckoffanalytics.net. I'll put the uh, website, YouTube channels and all that in the notes. And on our last video, we were kind of talking about Bitcoin price, what we're seeing right now, and how the current stage that we're in from the price action looks a lot like the Shake Shack case study you were telling us about. And then you were showing me some, some really cool real-time case studies and some charts. So uh, why don't we go ahead and go through those? Terrific. Okay, so um, got to see my little guy here. This is a great old uh, uh, cartoonist from the, I really think from the 1800s, but you can see the three bulls that are running this little investor up to the peak of the mountain. I just love that. Anyway, um, let's uh, start here. That's funny. Uh, I won't spend I won't spend any time on this, but the oh, and also just so everyone knows, uh, I reference uh, my blogs. Uh, if you see uh, a reference underneath, you can go there. These blogs are free to access. The whole archive is there. Feel free to go in and read about any of the subjects that interest you on Wyckoff. I've tried to write about every, you know, all the important stuff. And so, and I will continue to do that. Uh, and also my videos, a lot of this material I cover in my videos uh, at StockChartsTV. Uh, StockChartsTV. So anyway, so we're going to talk about accumulation, spend a lot of time on the concept of distribution in our prior discussion. And so let's just go into sort of a theoretical discussion about uh, uh, the accumulation process, because this is the building, searching for a cause. The idea being that things don't happen randomly willy nilly in the markets. There's a reason that there's a bull market. There's a reason that there's a markup and that's because there is an imbalance of supply and demand. And this is because large informed interests, which we call the composite operator, wrap up stock. They literally absorb the shares in the accumulation area. And the only thing that will get them to sell stock or to sell Bitcoin or to sell commodities, whatever they're campaigning in, is much higher prices. And so when they, it's a supply demand relationship. And when there is very little supply and the demand just goes up a little bit, it can cause a dramatic uptrend in prices. This is what we're attempting to identify in the structure of stock price action in the markets. And this is the beauty of Mr. Wyckoff is uh, he identified these different uh, literally phases of accumulation there's a reason why each of these phases exist, and there's a supply-demand price-volume relationship that exists as you go through phase A, which is the stopping of a downtrend, phase B, which is just this long, protracted trading range, phase C, which is the final testing area of the accumulation area, and then phase D, which is the beginning of the uptrend up to the top resistance and then up and out into a brand spanking new uptrend. And so this is really the concept. 
These are not uh, pattern recognition, so to speak. They are schematics. We look for the, the characteristics of price and volume in each of these. And part of the mastery of what Mr. Wyckoff called tape reading or reading the charts, because he was really reading price charts, is to identify when the characteristics of trading change in the evolution of accumulation or distribution. So uh, here we go. Sorry. <clears throat> um, well, I seem to have lost all of my uh, slides. We lose our charts. <clears throat> there we go. Okay. While we're getting there for everybody watching, don't forget to go to wyckoffanalytics.com, register for the workshop on point and figure analysis. Uh, we're going to have Alessio on there. Bruce is going to have Alessio on there talking about Bitcoin, cryptos, and how to apply Wyckoff to the price action of Bitcoin in the crypto markets. Oh, we're making progress here. <laughs> okay, so um, here's the accumulation with the phases. These are the places to get busy with trading. So we as white coffeeans, unlike the composite operator, don't get, we don't start accumulating shares until we get into the beginning of a new uptrend. And so when we get to a, uh, a spring or last point of support and that uptrend starts, this is where we start to build our position, whether it be Bitcoin or whether it's a stock, whatever. And uh, there are places where we start to initiate and add to our holdings. We only add on a rising scale and average up our position at ever higher prices. We never average down. So here is this uh, great schematic that was done by uh, Dr. Pruden. And uh, so you can see that this, the, the dramatic vertical shift in phase C, phase D, up and out of the accumulation area, and this dramatic advance that takes place well, this is just the beginning of a new uptrend. So here's real life example. We actually traded this at the time. This is Shake Shack, and this goes back to 2018, and you can see classic accumulation. Phase A, selling climax, automatic rally, secondary test. The selling climax and the automatic rally, which is a big outsized rally that doesn't last very long, these are very valuable points because under the lowest low, you can see this, we draw support uh, just around $30 in this case. And at the top of the automatic rally, we draw resistance, which is just around 43, $44. 
And so the expectation is, is that we're going to have a range bound condition uh, in and around these two uh, points of support and resistance for the foreseeable future. This is the area that we're ultimately going to count for point and figure purposes at a later point, which I will show you here in a minute. Notice phase B. Phase B is this area right here after the secondary test. And you can see all of this trendless trading. And you have a lot of people try to trade this area here. And unless you're a deft trader, really good at what you're doing, uh, people just get chewed up in here. And uh, so we as Wyckoffians want to get busy at phase C because what's happening is that the composite operator types are building gigantic positions in the stock that they are accumulating, Shake Shack in this case, where they are absorbing shares in and around the support area of the market. And uh, the example that I showed before, if I uh, can put my hands on it here, was the, um, yeah, this one. You What's interesting to note here is it looks like that position was, was um, processed over about a year or more. Yes, not uncommon, right? They, the, the composite operator is very patient. Your point is good, Greg, because composite operator loves these long trading range periods. The composite operators are literally the ones creating support under the market. How do they do that? As the market pulls down into the support area, they are systematically accumulating shares. And as the price rallies up, they suspend their accumulation because they don't want to drive the price up on themselves. And so they won't act in a way that they will harm their ability to be able to continue to accumulate shares as long as possible. They know at a point where it's becoming very difficult to buy the shares towards the end of phase B into phase C, they can tell that they no longer can buy shares in large quantities because they are also competing with in and among themselves. There's a number of composite operator types that are in there accumulating shares at the same time. And when they finally uh, get to a point where there's just not much floating supply available to buy in quantity, they know that the instrument is getting ready to go into a markup phase. And so here, uh, this is just an example. We looked at this last time, but this was stock in Netflix that was bought here under the support area around $58. And uh, then it went into its uptrend. Here's the phase C, phase D advance up to resistance, backs up and then takes off. The composite operator in this case had sold half of their 9% position of the floating shares, half of that at $315, which was their initial purchase was, our average purchase was down here at 58. Incredibly deft accumulation of shares at good prices. This is what the CO does. And notice how they didn't drive the price up on themselves. 
And then the price starts to go up and you have other CEOs attempting to compete with each other to buy those shares. So it's just a phenomenal process, always looking for examples. So here is Shake Shack with the phase analysis. You can see this is not a spring, but a last point of support goes down to the air. You can see that in the attempt to go down to support, volume really dries up. So the volume is quite low here compared to other periods where it's pulling back. This shows that supply is generally uh, diminishing. It's, it's largely unavailable. It's difficult to buy. And then all of a sudden, you see a good rally. Look at the quality of this rally and compare it to the ones that preceded in the accumulation area. Just steady advance, good bullish bars, expanding volume, and then just acceleration into a sign of strength where it pauses, pulls back, comes back about halfway of the initial rally off the support area for a backup and an LPS, and then off it goes into a new uptrend. And so what is the process going on here? So what's happening is, is that stock, one of the definitions of a big downtrend is that stock is in weak hands. So the wrong people own it and uh, they're weak holders and these, which can be mo many institutions and the public, individuals. Now, we as the public don't have to think like the public, but we have to think like the composite operator in our actions, but we have an advantage in that we can turn our ship much more quickly. We have more maneuverability than the big COs. They, have, they need more time to do what they're doing. That's the reason we don't get busy until we get into phase C, phase D, phase E. But look, weak hands are finally selling out their holdings after a big, long downtrend. And they are, they've given up. They uh, no longer hold the stock. And so literally the CO understands by keeping the price suppressed, look at how each one of these attempts to rally is to a lower high. This is very demoralizing to the public and the institutions. And so here is a very important event because it's a sign of strength. And it shows that there is new demand and stock is in strong hands. Well, so we can finally sell out their holdings the CO has wrapped up the supply for the most part. Now stock is in strong hands and that sets up the condition for an important rally. Now, yeah, that was a two year process. So we were looking at monthly candles over two years. So just fascinating discipline and strategy that it takes to execute over long-term like that. Keep in mind that that's a, such a good point, Greg, because keep in mind that the CO is very, very patient. They are building campaign positions that they want to hold for a long time. They may be initially buying in the selling climax even and just systematically buying shares throughout that whole period that you're identifying, Greg. So here you can see the what I call segmenting point and figure counts. I added one here uh, because I was just trying to, uh, initially when I did this chart, I was just trying to demonstrate a point about how you could uh, identify segments. 
but there actually is this fantastic segment here. So this segment to here counted up to 70 to 76. Uh, and I actually had a standing order to sell my position, which I bought in the accumulation area uh, in the mid thirties. I had a standing order of $70 and it's exactly where it went. And uh, so I feel very fortunate because I think I was like a, a quarter of a point from the ultimate high that it went to, which I felt very fortunate because I never get that close. I'm never so fortunate. And, uh, but you'll see it went subsequently much higher. And so here's a count that went 100 to 107, second segment, third segment goes 123 to 130. So what actually happened? So this is a chart through today, June 28th, 2021. Here's the initial count. This count is up to 70 to 76. So you can see it just went right up to this level. And then look at this big reaction. So this initial segment was quite good and set up a very important reaction and a new point figure count. And then another rally that goes up to this 100 level. And so you can see this 100 level, which is counting out to here. And then this count, the third segment, goes 123 to 130. Ultimately, it got upwards of near 140. And so uh, before it reacted. So you can see, and this is the COVID low right in this area right here. So it got very, very close to making a new low, but didn't. And so if my kind of my standing rule on point figures, if you retrace the whole count structure that you have to throw it out, but in fact, uh, it did not retrace, it got very close. And then uh, this count ultimately came to pass. And so uh, there is just an example of how that works. And then here again is where you would initiate positions on the way up, the circles being the areas where you would look for the pullback uh, and the testing of the advance. You can see this rally here is quite good on that pullback. You would uh, put a position on here, pullback you'd put a position on, and then another place you'd put a position on would be on the breakout. And so um, this is just the idea. So here's uh, uh, Intellia Therapeutics, phase A, phase B, phase C, phase D and then phase E, and you can see this big uptrend. Another area, another thing that, two things in this chart that I really wanna point out, and Greg, we can come back and talk about this at any time, and that is relative strength. I think relative strength is incredibly, it's like x-ray vision. It's so useful. And uh, I believe that there are very straightforward and simple ways to use it that can really clarify your, uh, the campaign characteristics of a stock that you're, or an instrument that you're trading. Alessio just uh, emailed me today that he was working on relative strength for crypto. And so I'm very curious to see that. And I expect he's going to put that into our workshop that we're going to be doing on July 8th. The other thing I want to point out here is this reaccumulation area right here. Now, I'm a huge fan of reaccumulation structures because we may miss we you know there, we may miss this big accumulation area, and it may set up a gigantic count that could lead to much higher prices. Well, reaccumulation zones are opportunities to initiate or add to existing positions 
in the pause. And notice how long this pause was. So this is since the beginning of the year. It's been going sideways. And just today, it jumped out and went up uh, uh, substantially today. And this is because the CEO was in there absorbing shares uh, from the public. Because what happens is traders, public traders, and also institutions start to momentum trade these really fast moving upward moving stocks. And so the CEO will systematically take that stock back and then it'll start to break out again. And uh, it will break out really dramatically because supply is just not present. And look at the relative strength here, take off. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think for a lot of people, this period that we're in with Bitcoin is very frustrating because it's, in, it's trading in range sideways for the most part, uh, stepping up between 3540 and stepping down between 3035 and kind of dancing between those two ranges. But ultimately, from what you're looking at and saying, that's possibly the best thing that could be happening right now for continuation of more upside uh, in the long term. Oh, perfectly said. Because, Greg, accumulation or reaccumulation takes time, it takes a tremendous amount of time to get to the place where the stock is in the right hands and the CEO is never in a hurry. And so they want, their concern is building positions, meaningful positions at good prices. And so they, uh, they will do everything they can. Not, I don't believe they manipulate anything. I think they're just good traders, but they will do everything they can to not accidentally put the price of the stock up on themselves. And so they will, they will buy on a scale down on weakness into support. Uh, they will accumulate shares as supply presents itself. They will not buy a, uh, on a, a rising market where it's difficult to buy because their buying could actually catapult the stock upward uh, unnecessarily for them. So they're very, they're very deft in their handling of these things because once the uptrend starts, uh, the, the, the stock or the instrument, the index, whatever it is, it's on its way. And then it starts just the, the upward price is its own advertisement for traders to come trade in that sandbox. And so uh, the, the old saying and reminiscences is about how price is its own uh, advertisement and the tape is its own advertisement. And so uh, this is why the CO is so careful. And then here is just a point figure chart of the, the accumulation area that we just looked at, 2018 to 2020, second half of 2020. 91 to 104, and you can see here that this is as of uh, January 29th, and you can see the, the run up exactly to $91, which is the lower edge of that accumulation range, and then look at the big reaction. Well, this ultimately resulted, as we just saw, in a reaccumulation, and then a new cause being built for higher prices. And that's often how it happens. It just stair steps higher, reaccumulation after reaccumulation. So, and here's a schematic, uh, and you can go look at this blog, Reaccumulation Review, 
but here is the stopping of an uptrend, which is what we just saw here, stopping of an uptrend, big volatile reaction, range bound condition, higher lows throughout, and then that sets up the condition for a new uptrend. And that's exactly what we have here. So you can see that uh, characteristic. Yeah, and you know, that, that looks a lot like um, Bitcoin from the March, once we rebalanced after the March um, of 2020 sell-off, it kind of traded sideways, almost, almost like this from phase ABC. You can almost place this back on Bitcoin from March on, and you've got the same thing happening on this way up. Well, I can show you this chart. We looked at this in the last video that we, we did. When did we do that last video? Oh, we just did it. Yeah. A couple of minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the, uh, you were kind a, enough to give us a bonus round. So we're doing a bonus video. Well, you know what? I'm hooked on this stuff. I can't talk about it enough. So, <laughs> but what I wanted to just show, uh, I think this is your point, um, uh, in a, in a sense is there's a huge cause in Bitcoin over here. We can't see it, but I did count it and I showed it on some videos that I did. And when we get back together again, Greg, I'll, I'll make sure that I have that accumulation structure that I didn't. Uh, and I think I did on uh, GBTC um, as a proxy, but look here at this Bitcoin Reaccumulation. This is the reaccumulation that we were just talking about. Notice how you can count these. So horizontal point figure count across this zone, and look where it took us: sixty-two thousand to sixty-six thousand reaccumulation count, and we went to sixty-four. So right into the middle of that uh, price uh, objective zone, which. You know, this is the power of point and figure. This is exactly why I think Alessio works so hard on this is because it is really uh, such a useful tool to Bitcoin that so few traders know how to use is, uh, is in, in horizontal point and figure counting. It's old. It's arcane. Uh, very few people know how to do it. And it's, uh, uh, we taught it for, gosh, 35 years at, Go at Golden Gate University in our graduate program. And we discovered that it was so uh, uh, unusual and difficult to use for students that we thought, well, we could teach it in like three or four uh, weeks of class. We ended up setting, a whole, setting up a whole semester just for a point and figure wow. because it's such a unique subject. And uh, so here it is. This is the proof is in the eating. And here it is. Look at that beautiful count. And these counts worked so well. So um, anyway, but we talked about it, those in the last video. So yeah. um, anyway, so uh, uh, there, there's what, what we have so far. And uh, I have a whole lot more I can do, but I think that we kind of did the important stuff. And uh uh, yeah, and you've it. been very generous with your time. And I think what we'll do is uh, maybe wrap this one up and then uh, hopefully uh, some point in the future after your workshops and things, we can circle back and, um, and uh, re, uh, do some stuff and revisit some things and see where we're at. Well, and uh, happy to answer questions. So if your uh, followers have questions, maybe they, is there a way for them to shoot those to you or? 
Well, they can, uh, you know, what I'll do is I'll put links to um, your website, wyckoffanalytics.net, and um, they can reach out to you there, correct? Uh, yes, they can. Add, yeah. They can go to the main uh, email and uh, ask questions. Yeah. And we can certainly try to cover those in our next uh, session. Okay. Yeah, great. I'll have them do that. Go to your website. And then, of course, that workshop. And, um, you know, that should generate some great questions. And, um, you know, again, I want to just thank you. You've been very generous with your time today and, and doing the bonus round. So, uh, Bruce, thank you very much. And we look forward to having you back again. Thanks, Greg. Great to be here.